You are listening to Podcasting for Entrepreneurs with me, Anna Parker Naples. We're going to be sharing what it takes to build a powerful podcast that explodes your personal brand and brings in profit. We are audiopreneurs, changing lives one listener at a time. Today, we're talking all about making sure that what you're doing on your podcast is totally legal and above board. And I know that this is something that many podcasters, particularly people podcasting for business, are not being savvy enough about. And I'm hoping that what we can do is ensure you feel much more secure in what you're doing, understand the do's and the don'ts. But I am going to flag up that on this episode, this is not official legal advice because I am not qualified to give you that. But here is some food for thought. And I'm going to confess that some of this has come about, some of the information in this episode has come about because of some issues that have occurred within the podcast agency, some issues in my own business, and also from advice that was given at the podcast show, where there was a a fantastic talk about the things that you need to make sure are in place. And again, they were coming from the sense that as podcasting rises, as more and more people are podcasting, you want to make sure that if you're podcasting for your business, you are protected. So first of all, you need to make sure that you're being responsible with your content. And that for me means making sure you're not actually saying anything that could get you in hot water. And I don't know about you, but as more and more people are podcasting, particularly those who are very well connected in the online space, I've been hearing either listening to the podcast myself or by hearing the rumours and the recommendations that I have to listen to this particular episode because it's really controversial and it's potentially calling somebody out. You have to make sure that your content isn't doing that. If there is anything that you say that could be, even if you never mention individuals or a company, if it could be considered defamation or on borderline of defamation, where somebody's business reputation could be severely damaged and their income damaged as a result of what you say, even if you believe you're speaking in your truth, which is a phrase lots of people kind of bandy around, there are always two sides to the story. And whilst you can tell something, you can tell a story relating to something that's happened to you, you have to make sure that not only do you not mention their name, but nobody in your circles could work out who you're talking about. And I'm afraid as more and more people believe that they can come on and have freedom of speech in podcasting, which in many ways you can, from a legal standpoint, you would not win a case if you had said something on a podcast, on your own podcast, that was trackable back to someone and they could prove that you had done harm to their reputation. Other things to consider in terms of the legals is making sure you've got various agreements in place. So first of all, that whoever is creating your artwork, that you own the legals around that, you have the copyright on that cover art. And do you have an agreement in place that you will have to mention who designed it or do you not have to mention who designed it? So make sure who owns that artwork. 
You might also then want to have an agreement with a co-host if that's how you're planning to run your show, even if you just have a co-host for one or two episodes as a special spotlight, who owns that content. And most of the time, you won't need these things. They aren't important in your business. They aren't important in your podcast, except when there's a problem. And when there is a problem, you need to make sure that everything is wrapped up. This also goes for guest releases. And I'm going to talk through exactly the way that we were recommended at this particular talk at the podcast show in London this week, that you tick all of the boxes to make sure you've got everything signed, sealed and delivered so that when you have a guest on your show, you have full rights over what happens to that audio and not them. The other thing to consider if you have contractors involved or freelancers involved in putting your show together, whether that is people who are editing, mixing, mastering, whether that is maybe a virtual assistant who is involved in some of the processes behind the scenes, that you have a contractor agreements with them that you own the material and not them. And if you're already working with somebody, go and check the contract. Make sure you have a contract that is your contract and you've not just signed their document. You might also, if you're doing the kind of episodes where potentially you're going to be spotlighting, for example, sections of music or somebody else's content that they have, maybe you're taking a clip from another podcast or a YouTube, for example, you have to make sure that you have written an agreement that you can use that material. And what was interesting is that more and more people are using music, other people's music, and I don't mean music where you've bought your license for music from a company. I'm talking about inserting, let's say, for example, music by Harry Styles into your podcast. Now, I always thought that you weren't allowed to use them on podcasts unless you had a license. But this is actually what the real truth about the legal side of this is you would be allowed to use a section of somebody else's licensed music if it was played entirely on its own and there were minor gaps before and after and you were providing comment on that music. Now, in most business scenarios, you're not going to need to do that if you're podcasting. But if you did have a show about music, that might be a way around it. This might also be if there's a recorded version of someone's TED Talk, for example, and you wanted to provide new comment on their material. You would be allowed to do that under a clause known as fair use. But what you are not allowed to do is add anybody's music or clips underneath anything on your own podcast. So it would have to be a standalone moment that is highlighted and spotlighted instead of it running underneath your spoken word audio. You need to make sure also that in naming your podcast, you have definitely done the checks that you're not trying to use a name that is used by somebody else. Now, we always do preliminary trademark searches in the country that the person is hosting in or or they live in themselves and several of the other big countries that have massive podcast output to check all of this because you need to make sure that you're not infringing on somebody else's terms and as more and more people come into the podcast space it's hugely important to protect your own IP and not step on somebody else's. In the case of business podcasts, while you where you might be reflecting on 
other news stories or stories put together by journalists. Again, you need to be able to check with the sources of those articles that you have permission to share it. So this can get a lot of people in hot water. And particularly, this happens a lot in true crime podcasts, probably not so much in business ones. But even news sources, if you're presenting a podcast that is very up to the minute about things happening within your industry or within the wider world, you need to make sure that you are checking in with the sources who created that content, that you're actually able to do that. And it might be that they say no, or it might be they say yes, but you have to reference them in a particular way. So you then do need to make sure that you have referenced them. So I want to just go back to this issue about guest releases if you have guests on your show and the best ways to go about that. So for a while, it was believed that just having them tick a checkbox on a calendar link, for example, would be sufficient. But there have begun to be more and more situations as podcasting is growing where People are denying that they understood that that really meant they were effectively signing a contract. And so from a legal standpoint, if you know that you're going to be using or potentially using the spoken word of somebody else's voice, you have to make sure that they have a legal binding agreement. Now, that might be that they sign something or it might be that when you begin the interview before you're on the interview proper that's going to be broadcast, you state out the agreement that they're making and you get them to say their name and say yes. So you have that recorded audio of their agreement and that would be binding. Now, this becomes particularly useful when you're looking at, are you going to be using your podcast on YouTube? Are you going to be using your podcast to promote? Is it going to go on teasers and trailers? Is it going to be used to promote your business rather than your podcast? And you want to make sure that you know exactly where you can use that and you have a full release from somebody. And I thought that For me, that was quite a shift because when I started podcasting a few years ago, simply having that, yes, I agree in the way that we would opt into GDPR on an opt-in form, for example, would be sufficient, but it is no longer considered enough. The other thing is if you have business insurance, wherever you're paying out for business insurance, be it public liability, professional indemnity, director's insurance, whatever it is that you have, whatever combination, have you actually flagged up with your insurer that you are a podcaster? And if you haven't, you maybe need to go back to them. And it might be that you need to find that they won't allow it which can be tricky if you're already podcasting. So you might want to shop around for a kind of new wave of lawyers who are specialising in creator content because they they understand the nature of the podcast space. But the main thing I want you to take away from today is that you must make sure that you own all of the intellectual property, all of the rights for your podcast, the artwork, the likeness that you're using on your artwork, particularly if you have guests and you're using their images, make sure that if they're talent managed by anybody, you have permission to use that. Make sure that if you're using any music, you own the license. Make sure your podcast is insured. Make sure you've got guests who are agreeing that you own everything. Because what you don't want is to be podcasting for years and then someone comes after you with a big heavy claim because you have 
inadvertently done or said something that is libelous because then you could get in a whole lot of hot water. I hope you found this useful. If you're at the early stages of podcasting and you want to find out more about how you can get your podcast off the ground quickly, go and find out about our brand new offer, our special bundle called the Podcasting Launch 101, which you can get hold of at www.annapn.co forward slash 101. The numbers, not the words. And... I hope to see you on the inside very soon, getting your podcast out into the world, all legal and wrapped up. Thank you for listening to Podcasting for Entrepreneurs with Anna Parker Naples. I'd love to invite you to come over and find my free and friendly community over on Facebook, where you can tell us about your plans to explode your brand and drive in profits using the power of podcasts because we are audiopreneurs changing lives one listener at a time.